in 86. Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Yeah, I know. We've been looking forward to this for a long time. Um, we're here. We got our uh, sunray blasting. Sunray's blasting. We got our little angel with broken wings here. The bar downstairs is not making too much noise. Tonight. No, that's nice. Um, how about I introduce the show? I don't know why I fucking have to ask you anymore. I don't. I don't have to fucking ask you. I give you my permission. I used to. No, I didn't. I not, give you permission. I'm not asking you. You already did. I give you permission. You have my permission. For what? Please proceed. To do what? To start the show, like you asked Don't me. Don't order me around. I'm not ordering you. I'm saying you have my permission. I'm not going to do I'm it. I'm asking you to please proceed. Okay, I'm not going to do it just because you gave me permission. The yes, fact yes that you... you are. You're going to do it, and <laughs> I gave you permission. Correlation does not necessarily imply causation. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and I, Tanner Greenring, talk about the classic novels of Princeton Zone, Princess, and Matthews Martin, Sanctified, and Stormborn. Someone emailed in this week, and yeah. Martin did a thing on Facebook yeah. where she listed like surprising facts, things you didn't know about Anne M. Martin. Yeah. Uh, she's literally Stormborn. She's literally Stormborn. Uh, Baby B. Amanda. Oh, you captured it. You're, I captured you're it. You're better host than I am. Baby B. Amanda caught this pretty wonderful little nugget. Yeah. Uh, it's like 25 random things about me. And I love that Anna's like still doing Facebook memes. Yeah. Um, but she had a bunch of interesting things in there. Oh, I only I scanned for Stormborn. Uh, the most interesting is this. I was born, number 22, most interesting thing, random thing about Anne M. Martin. Mm-hmm. I was born during Hurricane Connie in 1955. I went to my first day of kindergarten during Hurricane Donna in 1960. Storms Literally. follow her everywhere she goes. Stormborn and storm ravaged. Yeah. Storm touched? She's storm touched, yeah. Yeah. Stormborn and storm touched. She's a storm walker. Yeah. Wow. So we, Did I she guess, say in the top 25 most random things about Anna Martin what happened on June 10th? June 10th, 1958? Yeah, that's the date, I think. I mean, June 10th is significant for Anna Martin. Right. Uh, she didn't mention it. I think it's just random things. It's not like dark secrets. That's a place to put it, though. Any other gems? Did you read through them? Yeah, I got a few. But the fact that Anna Martin is a stormwalker... We're going to have to add that to her epithets. She is confirmed on her own Facebook page that she is both Stormborn and a Stormwalker. Right. Oh, second of all, nothing is random about Anne. <laughs> Anne. There's no such thing as 25 random things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, here's one. My most irrational fear is that a bat will get into the house. Actually, this isn't really irrational considering it has already happened Twice. She doesn't want it to happen again. So the bats follow her as well. The bats follow her. Yeah, the storms follow her and the bats follow her. She can't be held accountable yeah. for what will happen if the bats get into the house yeah. again. You've been warned, bats. Yeah, but they're constantly attracted to her. Oh, she's just begging for you to come into her house. Just watch what happens. She's, it's an irrational fear because she's afraid of what she might do. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, that's pretty interesting. Uh, here's one. To Kill a Mockingbird is my favorite book, and watching the movie always makes me cry. Uh, 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 got it. <laughs> that explains it. Yeah. And... A few weeks ago, Baby Nation, uh, the girls were having a slumber party in one book, and they were all very excited to watch To Kill a Mockingbird, Yeah, the movie on TV. Yeah. So now we know where that came from. Right. The, uh, the final one, mm-hmm. I'd have liked school much better if I hadn't had to take gym class. <laughs> Rip from the headlines, huh? <laughs> Rip from the headlines. It's still haunting her. Yeah. Um, I guess that's this is as good a time as any to say that this week. Wait, wait, wait. Did she mention us? Oh fuck. Did you read all twenty five? Did she mention us? I scan I scan My them. my life's work is the focus of a hit podcast. Yeah. Called the Babysitters called Club. Called the Babysitters Club Club. Club. Yeah. And the- Tanner Greenring and Jack Shepard are uh not only my biggest fans, but my best friends. Yeah. That was one of them? I think that must have just 
maybe that she sent it, it to the scholastic lawyers to get edited yeah you know and they're like look we got to cut one out like 26 just feels weird and no one does 26 yeah and no, it's not a thing and she's like i don't know which one to cut yeah i definitely want to save this babysitter's club club one yeah and it's class it's like oh i don't know yeah um well so as i was gonna say if you had any appreciation for a really fucking quality segue which boy you do not no, I hate him. Remember when we were talking about how she doesn't like Jim? The book that we read this week. My friend week... Jim. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <sighs> Can I say it? Yeah. The book we read this week is called Mallory Hates Boys and Jim. My friend Jim? <laughs> I'm going to do it every time. Okay, good. I feel like who's Jim is a funnier joke. Yeah, but I... I have a friend named Jim. Yeah, you do have a friend named Jim. That's probably less interesting. So it's interesting not true to life. To listeners at this. Yeah, but it's not true to life. Okay. All right. Fine. If because I would have said that you, and you do too. Yeah. Yeah. So if I would have said, who's Jim? You would have been like, well, I your friend Jim. Yeah. Obviously, Jim. Yeah. Bab. Don't. Of. Don't triangulate. Brooklyn. No. <laughs> we got him, man. So well, yeah. Thank you, baby B Amanda. Thank you. For baby B Amanda. Revealing a lot of. Tasty morsels about Anne Matthews Martin. Stormwalker Bat Whisperer. <laughs> First of her name. Anne Matthews Martin. Bat Fiend? What's bat fiend. Enemy of Bats? Bat Anthrope. Yeah, Bat Anthrope. <laughs> I don't know if she hates him. It's uh, it's not clear from this what her relationship is to the bats. Well, she hates them and they hate her. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like that. That she's afraid that they'll get in the house because she's afraid of what they'll do, and also it happens all the fucking time. And she's afraid of what she'll do to them. Yeah, right. So bats, if there are any bats listening, uh, don't uh, don't fuck with Anne. Yeah, sleep with one eye open. Yeah, clutching your pillow tight. Okay, good. Um, Exit light, enter night. Um, take my hand. <laughs> yeah, it's off to Never Neverland. Yep. Okay, good. Metallica's extremely litigious. Let's just cut all that. <laughs> just do a long bleep over all that. Good. Um, wait, what do we do now? I just, We described the book. No, we're talking about Metallica. No, we're not. This Why is... were we talking about it? I don't know, man, but the last few episodes, we've been like going deep on random 90s metal and grunge. Oh, because um... and, and Martin is the enemy of bats, and she is the <laughs> Sandman of bats. Why aren't we talking about, like, Bane? Oof. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Bane. <laughs> you know? I was born in the darkness. You merely adopted it. Is that a, a quote from the Babysitter's Club? Yeah. yeah. Can you do a good Bane impression? No, You're I British. can't do Bane. I, I was born in the darkness. That's not bad. You merely adopted it. No, that's it got a little, like, Jeeves and Worcester there. <laughs> um, look, Anna Martin hates bats, all right? And we don't know why. I'm sure there's like a fucking awesome origin story for why that's. I can't the case. remember if we read a book this week or not. We did. We read a book. It's called Mallory Hates Boys and Jim. And Here's bats. what I'm gonna do, Tanner. Yep. And bats. <laughs> did you say? Yeah. <laughs> Probably true. I'm gonna describe this book for the baby nation. Fine. When I'm finished, you're gonna describe it. Uh huh. That's what we do. Uh huh. I'm gonna begin now. Uh huh. Something is affecting. All of the men in the sleepy hamlet of Stony Brook. Boys will be boys, say the townsfolk to each other. But they know in their hearts that these boys are something more than that. Something worse. And one Stony Brook resident, the brave and independent-minded Mallory Pike, is tired of sweeping her town's secret under the rug. Determined to rescue Stony Brook from its menfolk, and if she can, to rescue Stony Brook's menfolk from themselves, Mallory finds herself drawn into a mystery that is bigger than she ever imagined. One that leads her to the most startling conclusion of all. The answer she never expected to find. Volleyball? Mallory hates boys. And Jim. My friend Jim. <laughs> yep. Specifically, your friend, Jim. Jim. Hi, Jim. Uh, he doesn't listen. Yeah, I know. Um, I wasn't paying attention, but I, know you I caught are. some of it. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed like 
you talked about the boys being naughty. Mm-hmm. All the naughty boys. Yeah. It's a uh, weird fucking thing in this book. Yeah. All of the boys are suddenly naughty. Yeah. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to put 60 seconds on a big bad clock, and I'm going to have you describe what you think happened in this book mm-hmm. during those 60 seconds. Are you ready, sir? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm going to begin now. Okay. Uh, all the boys are being very naughty mm-hmm. in Stony Brook. Uh, all the little boys are being mean and rambunctious. Um, all the big boys keep spiking balls at Mallory's head uh, because they're playing the sport of volleyball in gym this week. Mallory hates it and she's bad at it. Uh, the boys exploit that by spiking balls at her head. Uh, she goes on strike and d- refuses to play and benches herself and gets detention for six days in a row. Her parents find out and say, listen, Mal, it sucks, but you just got to try. Uh, B-plot? Who knows? Uh-huh. Can't remember. Sneaky C-plot at the end. Mallory and Ben Hobart mm. switch families. Oh, yeah. To prove that the Hobart boys are good and the Pike boys are bad. Blows up in her face. Pike boys are little angels the whole time there at the Hobarts. Hobarts are monsters. Archery's... Uh, and time. Oh, fuck. I meant to say Mallory and I said archery. Yeah. Ar- Mallory's really good at archery. Um, well, maybe that's a good place to pick up. What was the B-plot? There is no B-plot. Mallory's bad at volleyball. Right. All the boys are bad. Mallory's bad at volleyball. All the boys are bad. Mallory assumes, therefore, that it must be the case that all boys are intrinsically bad, that there is some kind of original sin that is only true for boys. Right. Uh, She later revises that because she decides that Logan seems like he's not bad and Ben Ben Hobart seems like he's not that bad. And she revises that to be like all boys not from Kentucky or Australia are bad. Um, And then she further surmises that the reason they're bad is because of Jim. But specifically because of volleyball, right? But just Jim in general. Okay. Jim class does something to boys' brains mm. that turns them bad. I hated Jim growing up. Man, he's going to be real sad to hear that if he listens to this no, podcast. Jim, because you guys have known each other for years. In Colorado, right? we actually called it PE, physical education. Uh, what? <laughs> Nothing. I was just doing, just doing, a little, doing a little joke about Jim. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was mean. I thought it was mean-spirited. <laughs> Yep, carry on. We called it P.E. Mm-hmm. I hated P.E. Yeah. Because I'm not athletic. Yeah. I think sports are dumb. Okay. Uh, the th- sport I hated the absolute most, volleyball. Yeah. It's the worst sport. What a bad sport. Okay. Baby Nation, if any of you play some volleyball, I'm sorry to disparage your sport, but it's bad, dumb sport. <laughs> well. Bad, dumb sport, and you made a mistake. Um, Mallory's gym teacher is a real monster. Horrible. Her name is Miss Walden. Could be anything. Huh? It's Miss Walden because I remember it, it put me in mind of Thoreau. Here, I'll just capture it. It's Miss Walden because I captured a note here that said, "God, what a prick." It's Miss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Miss Walden is very unsympathetic. I can understand why you might grow to hate boys if this was your experience. Right. Uh, there's a boy on the other volleyball team who figures out anytime he gets the ball that the best strategy for his team to win... Chris Brooks. Chris Brooks is his name, um, is to always serve the ball right into Mallory's face. Right. And Ms. Walden kind of, at some point, she's like, Mal, I don't understand why you're so upset. That's obviously the best strategy. Like, she's sitting there crying, like, holding her face. She yeah. thinks she's broken her nose. Yeah. And Chris Brooks comes up, and she's like, what are you crying about? Chris Brooks' strategy? It's a good strategy. <laughs> it's a great strategy. He just keeps wanging balls right at your face. <laughs> Can't do anything about it. It's because you're so terrible at volleyball, don't yeah. you see? He's good and you're bad. Oh, there's also Robbie Mara. He's also naughty boy. Yeah, there's some naughty boys in this book. There's no question about that. Um, I have a thought about that. About Miss Brooks being mean? I have a theory about why there are so many naughty boys. Oh, do you? Did you notice the first word of this particular book? No. Okay, well, I'm going to – don't look at it. I'm going to tell you, buddy. Don't look at it. Why are you spoiling it for yourself? I'm going. I'm about to tell you. Okay. Pandemonium. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. You're such a monster. This is why people don't like boys. I went and looked. I was obviously about to tell you. you can't dangle that carrot in front of me and <laughs> not expect me to go after it. <laughs> the first word of this book, Tanner, as you now know and were about to have tell known, me. is pandemonium. 
Don't act surprised. I don't know what you want. <laughs> um, Let's explore that. <laughs> Pandemonium from the Greek. Listen, no. Well, yes. Yes, from the Greek. Yes. For all the demons. Mm-hmm. Pan-demon-nia. Uh-huh. It's pan is all. Yeah. And all daimon is... Demons. Demon. Or and, spirit. And ia is like... That's just an ending. A capsulization. Okay, good. Fine. Do you not find that interesting, given that in the last few books that we've read, all of a sudden, the dolls are back? Dolls are back. The dream horse has signaled that the briefly quiet Stony Brook is no longer quiet again because the factions are back. Yep. And what does this book start with? All the fucking demons. All the demons are back. It is also the first non-super special Babysitter's Club book to have a Lug and Bruno, Snike in the Grass, point of view chapter. And he's suspiciously at every club meeting this week. Yeah. Why is Logan at club meetings all of a sudden? And it puts Mal on edge. It's highly suspicious. Yeah. And Mal is like, hey, something's wrong. All the boys are acting crazy. It's pandemonium. Something is deeply disturbed in the heart of Stony Brook. And Logan is always there to be like, nah, Mal, I don't think that's a problem at all. Everything seems fine. Look at here. I have a passage about this. Yeah. So Mal's complaining. Yeah. About boys. Yeah. Logan, you're a boy. Do you have any ideas about this? Stacy asked. Logan shook his head. Not really. All I can think of is that boys are worse at some ages and girls are worse at other ages. Maybe we have a bunch of boys at a bad age. Or maybe it's just a coincidence, Jesse volunteered. I know, said Don, smiling. The planets are in some strange alignment that affects only boys. (laughs) That's pretty doubtful, said Logan. (laughs) I haven't been acting strangely. (laughs) Yes, you fucking have, Logan. And maybe he hasn't, but he's no boy. Right. He is a master of demons. Right. As we know. As we know. Baby Nation, Logan is a demon. Yeah. If you're new to the show, God bless you. But it's just come up over and over again. Logan is the master of evil. He's a snake in the grass. He's the the man in black. He has nefarious intent, obviously. He's slick talking. He always manages to find himself innocently present right after something has gone horribly wrong. Right. To be like, I don't know what happened, girls. Right. Um, And this is a case of that. It's like... We've read, what, 58, 59 of these books, and this is the first one where Logan is like, oh, I got to make it to the BSC meeting. Yeah, like three times, too. He keeps coming to them. Yeah. And it keeps making, putting everyone more and more on edge. Just to, like, get them off the scent. Right. Um, That pandemonium is here in Stony Brook. I I have another theory. Okay. About why all the boys are being naughty. Okay. In Stony Brook. Great. What would you say the timetable for this book is? We had Stacy's Express Friend a handful of books ago. That was mm-hmm. during the Valentine's Day dance. Right. So it's probably what? A couple months later? Valentine's Day is February, so it's probably like April, May, maybe towards the end of springtime. Drumbees uh, are produced from unfertilized eggs, usually laid by a queen, but occasionally by workers whose ovaries have developed. That's an unnecessary detail. <laughs> it's interesting to know, though. <laughs> Drones mm-hmm. are the male bees Yep, in a hive. Yep. They are born in late spring, mm-hmm. and their one job is to buzz around a lot. If anyone comes into the hive, their job is to swarm them. They don't oh, have wow. stingers. Okay. They can't do anything, but they, they're just there to be annoying. So, if I read you correctly, what you're saying, new baby bees... These books are about bees. We're not going to tell you why you're baby bees, and we're certainly not going to explain to you why or how these books are about bees. Right. But the two, those two things are actually related. Those two things are related? Yeah. We call you baby bees because these books are about bees. It is also the case yeah. that the demons have suddenly, after a long absence, come back into Stony Brook. So maybe why the boys are acting all crazy is that they are buzzing around. Right. Drones buzz around intruders in an attempt to disorient them if the nest is disturbed. So the nest is disturbed. Right. Some force is in Stony Brook, and the young boys are just going crazy. Right. Right. It's kind of tying it all together here. That's tying it all together. It's a lot to tie together. 
Yeah, those are two like disparate yeah. theories. But that all scans. At any point, did one of the young boys um, whip his butt around? Do you recall? I don't think there was a butt whipping. Because it says here on Wikipedia, uh, while drones are unable to sting, if picked up, they will swing their tails in an attempt to frighten their disturber. Okay. So if we could pull out a specific passage of a boy whipping his butt around. Right. I think that would really I didn't help support ca- I this. didn't capture one. Okay. Um, Did you even read the fucking book? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, so that's something to keep a fucking eye out for. Yeah, Jack. I think we've been keeping an eye out for it for the last 61 books. It's all fucking coming together, man. I'm going to keep keeping my eye out the, for it. The dolls are back in town. The bees are back in town. The demons are back in town. Let me do a quick search. The text. For what? B R E A D. <laughs> Search. I didn't catch any bread. Search completed. No matches. <laughs> Good. Um, this whole book was a s- 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 strike against the patriarchy. Oh yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, misandry is real. Yeah. Uh, in a good way. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Mal has really delivered a blow to the patriarchy by declaring all boys bad. And it's never stated that this is a bad theory or a wrong theory. No, in fact, Mal starts winning a lot of the Babysitter's Club over. Yeah. She's like, hey, guys, um, you know how you've all been having trouble with babysitting lately? Yeah. It's because all the boys are bad. It's all boys. Did you catch the beautiful little mythological bow? that Anne ties all of that up with right at the end of the book. Is it that Mallory becomes a Amazonian like princess? She becomes a huntress. Yeah. Just like Artemis or Diana. Sure. Wonder Woman. Not Wonder when Woman. When you say Diana, you mean Wonder Woman, right? I mean Wonder Woman Diana is almost certainly named after Artemis slash uh, Diana. Uh, uh for that reason. Queen of the Amazonians, Wonder Woman. Great. And yeah. Artemis in Greek mythology is the bracers is the guardian over the Amazonian women? Right, uh, she's a goddess. Mm. You know this. Yeah, I know this. I've read Wonder Woman. She's a goddess. She does not particularly have a great relationship with men. Uh-huh. Uh, she tends to do a thing. I was looking back over my Ovid metamorphoses today mm-hmm. in preparation for this. Yeah, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Yeah. And like her move that is like her signature move. It what's Wonder Woman's signature move? Lasso well, she's got trim. lots. She's got her um bracers mm-hmm. which deflect any bullet. Okay. Um in a online article I wrote. <laughs> Not even I read. <laughs> uh I got to the bottom of what the strongest fictional metal is. It's adamantium. No. It's Wonder Woman's bracers. Vibranium? No. It's Wonder Woman's bracers. Aren't they made of either vibranium or adamantium? Well, both of those are Marvel metals. <laughs> and Wonder Woman is a DC character. Okay. Well, I compared shows them. what I know. I compared them all. Yeah. At some point, like each metal has gone up against another metal. Oh, really? And the one metal that wins out on against all of them is Wonder Woman's is bracers. Wonder Woman's bracers. Okay. Well, Artemis is thing. And she's got okay. a lasso of truth. Yeah. You know about that one? Yeah, and an invisible spaceship. She's got a visible jet ship. Okay. Artemis's thing, her move, is she waits until a boy sees her or her handmaidens mm-hmm. bathing naked in a spring. Hello. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and then she turns them into a deer and has their own hunting dogs hunt them down and eat them alive. Oh. It's pretty fucking badass. That's what happened to Acteon. Sure. <laughs> Classic Acteon. Yeah. Yeah, he got owned. I don't remember that storyline. Yeah. But anyway. From the comic books. To, to bring this back in a thing that I think probably you didn't get to in your recap, huh. Mallory, at the end of this book, is like, man, I sure am bad at volleyball, but boy, am I an incredible archer, just like a huntress. Yeah. And like she comes into the Babysitter's Club meeting, and they're like, it's Mallory, the huntress. The huntress is here. Right. It's like, all right, dude. Like, we get it. Like, we've all read the fucking metamorphoses. <laughs> we've all, what did you call it a second ago? Avid. Ovid's metamorphoses. We've all studied Ovid's metamorphoses. Right. And. And. I studied my avid metamorphoses Ovid. earlier today. 
Ovid. In the shower. <laughs> you know what I feel I like right? right now? I feel like Ovid among the goths. <laughs> <laughs> You got that one. What a rich joke. <laughs> you just told. You didn't get it. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, what a rich joke you just told. Good. Well, you're the goths. Oh. In this joke. How droll. Ovid, uh, after... Jack, you just keep going with the joke, too. <laughs> after writing the Metamorphoses and the Heroides, uh-huh. Ovid, it, like his later body of work, is after he gets exiled and uh-huh. lives among the goths. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just all these letters back to Caesar being like, I really, really hate the goths so much. They're so dumb and annoying, and they don't get any of my references. Can I please, please come back from exile? Can I tell you something? Sure. Uh, this was the first time in probably four weeks mm-hmm. that I had a... Tearful <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> moment! Oh, we don't yell at it anymore? I don't know. I, like, I like, kind of like getting quiet with it. Mal has spent... <laughs> Hit me. What, was, what made you cry this week? Mal weekend? has spent a solid week mm-hmm. buttonheads with Miss Walden. They yep. hate one another. Mal hates Miss Walden. Miss Walden's a real mean dingleberry. Dingleberry mm-hmm. to Mal. Yeah. She just won't give a let up on Mal. She's like victim blamey. Like mm-hmm. Mal gets whomped in the face with a ball. And like Miss Walden comes over and she's like, face shouldn't have been there, idiot. Yeah. They just hate one another. Yeah. But then Mal discovers her secret talent of archery. Mm-hmm. With my fourth arrow, I aimed further down the target. This time I actually hit one of the colored lines on the top. Arrows five and six clustered by it. Nice shooting, she said to me. <laughs> I don't know why I made her like a like a Texan marksman, but <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Nice shooting. Nice shooting. She said to me out on the field as I pulled the arrows out of the target. But you're still locking your elbow. And next time, compensate even more. So then Mal goes back and takes the line again. And I'll, keep in mind, all the boys, Chris Brooks Brooks, and Mara Rooney, mm-hmm. are all like fumbling their arrows and like dropping their bows and they can't get a shot off. Yeah. No one has hit a target. <sighs> When my turn came to shoot, I remember what Miss Walden said. I aimed below the target. The arrow hit. So did the next one. And the next one. Each time I aimed lower to compensate for the way I jerked up at the last second, each arrow hit closer to the center. With my sixth arrow, I aimed into the dirt. It hit the bullseye. Yes. I'm not kidding. Dead center. Miss Walden gave the ceasefire. Well done, Miss Pike, she said in front of the whole class. Seems a shame to pull it out. Too bad we don't have a camera. (laughs) Pike, Miss Walden called to me as we were headed back into the school. I didn't know what she could possibly want. I hadn't done anything wrong this class. Pike, I'd like you to try out for the archery team this Tuesday, she said to me. You have a lot of potential. Me? Try out for a team? Okay, I said. I'll try. (laughs) That gotcha? Yeah. Because that never happened to you, did it? No. Heavens no. There was no Miss Walden who was like, Tanner, I saw you out there on the volleyball court. No. (laughs) One time I was hanging out with my friend Jim, coincidentally. What? In high school. Okay. And I just happened to be backstage at one of the plays he was in. (laughs) And the play director was like, hey, can you carry a chair? (laughs) I was like, yeah. He's like, congratulations, you're on tech. <laughs> I'm glad that stuck with you. You're tech on this play now. Yeah. Man, Between I... acts two and three, you go out and you grab a chair. I've never seen a young boy carry a chair quite <laughs> like that young boy carries a chair. He's no can good you, with the volleyballs. Can but... you paint a piece of plywood? <laughs> I can try. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, that's similar. So that must have been that atavistic memory of that still, moment. That... Yeah, it's still right there. Um, that's beautiful. Um I had a tearful moment. You did too. Yeah, it's mostly got Ben Hobart in it. Oh, typical. Ben is just such a fucking like typical man. Picks out the yeah the few passages starring men in this book. <laughs> yeah, 
I was like, this book is about hating boys. I almost can't even read it. <laughs> you just kept yelling at the book. Not all men. Not all boys. <laughs> Anne. 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 Everyone at the subway is like looking around. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, no, there's a nice moment with Ben is a real nice boy in this book. Yeah, he's a good boy. Um, here's a moment. I, look, I just write down the shit that makes me cry. Mm. I don't know why. We can pick it apart. We can do a little psychoanalysis. Mm-hmm. Ben, I said, even though I'm glad you waited. This is when uh, Mal is constantly in detention because she's yeah. like on crazy strike from Jim. Right. And Ben just like fucking – he's like a like Penelope waiting for Odysseus to return home. Oh, such a relatable reference. <laughs> I don't, that's what I grabbed for. <laughs> wanted something i was gonna go for the futurama dog when the dog waits for fry uh-huh. and i was like well that's too i don't know like in the weeds yeah way Let's too do obscure. something that's more general yeah <laughs> it's like penelope waiting for a disuse to uh-huh. return home uh-huh it's lovely it's beautiful yep ben i said even though i'm glad you waited you don't have to wait each time it happens a look of confusion swept over ben's face it's gonna happen again <laughs> you ruined it and this is a tearful moment. You ruined it with your bad Australian accent. I'm afraid so, I said, sighing. I'm not playing volleyball. I've made up my mind. Don't you think it would be simpler to play? I mean, just sort of grin and bear it. It won't last forever. I shook my head. No, Ben. I've made up my mind. I think you're making a mistake, said Ben. Maybe... But I'm still not playing volleyball. Ben smiled sadly. Then I'll wait for you to get out of detention every day until volleyball is over. That's just so beautiful. Yeah, it was super beautiful <laughs> the way you recited it. Look, I can't just not do very it. Very beautiful. <laughs> I can't not do it with the Australian accent. Well, you should try. <laughs> it's your. It's a good Australian accent. <laughs> Not according to our many Australian <laughs> listeners who often write in to be like, hey, they'll, they'll write in and be like very politely like, I like your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what you what you cobbers are doing over there <laughs> with your Australian accents. That's oh. a, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. But isn't that beautiful? Ben waits. He waits for her, man. Yeah, he waits for her. And he will wait every fucking day. Until volleyball is over. He's like one of those golden retrievers waiting for their master to come back from war. Yeah. Good. That's good. That's yeah. that way was more good. relatable. That was relatable. Yeah. Or like Penelope fucking. Yeah. Or like Penelope in the Waiting Odyssey. for Odysseus. Yep. In Ithaca. Oh, you know? man. Oh, what's that? Ring, ring. Like, all, oh, what? Hello? Ring, ring. Hello? 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 <laughs> Who is this? No, no. This is Goliath Hardbody. <laughs> I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the names of the characters. Goliath, is this you? It's me, Mark Markson. I'm it's living in a house Mark with Markson. D- Dave Davidson uh, and Rich Richson. So if you need to talk to any of those dudes, oh, sorry, uh, I don't know why I'm talking like this. I just woke up. If you need to talk to any of those guys, I can get one of them on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in a group house. Listen. Mark, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to jerk you around. Thank you. That's that's is new. I have a project. Okay, and I'm looking to place someone. Okay, okay. I don't know if you're the right man for the job. I, I you certainly like, hope I am. Which one of you ran Kids Incorporated? Uh, that was uh, that was you, sir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which one did I acquire? <laughs> Uh, Cinertech. I run Cinertech. Uh, you run Hardbody Industries. Uh, sure. It's Rich Richson who uh, runs, who used to run Cinertech. Cinertech. Do you want me to get him on the phone? Uh, kids kids Incorporated on. was a uh, hang on a second conglomerate of uh, just a sec. Yeah, uh, Rich. Yeah, yo, what is it? <laughs> uh, it's uh, Goliath on the phone. Okay, I'll be right there. Yeah. Thank you, uh, uh, Goliath. Hey, how have you been? By uh, the way, I've been great. I haven't Mark. heard from you in a while. I thought you worked for me. <laughs> I think I joined the Navy. <laughs> Very tough to say. Goliath, what's hey, up? Hey, is Rich there? <laughs> this, this is Rich. <laughs> Sorry, we all sound alike. 
Rich, it's Goliath Hardbody's yeah. over at Center Tech. Yeah. How are you doing, my man? Uh, great. Listen, I've got a project. I'm looking to play someone. Mm-hmm. Kids Incorporated. Mm-hmm. That was you guys, right? Yeah. So you know what kids like. Oh, I definitely know what kids like. They like incredible being babysat in the afternoon. Yep. Uh, I got a hunch. They like horse stories. Rich, I got. A, yep. I got a hunch. Uh huh. Speaking of horse stories. Yep. I suspect that kids mm-hmm. love children's books. <laughs> I, is there any market research to support that? I think. If I had to guess, mm-hmm. I haven't had my stats guys look at this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that 100% of kids' books are read by kids. Hmm. Okay. Uh, weirdly, I, I did have my stats guys look at it. Yeah. Uh, it's 100% uh, kids, and then there's these two men in Brooklyn <laughs> who also outlier. read yeah. children's books, Uh-huh. but they're such far outliers that are, we're not. Are they reading them. a lot of them? They read at least one a week. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We should we'll have somebody look into that. Yeah. But it feels like an anomaly. Listen. Yeah. There's a hole in the market. Mm-hmm. I need you to fill it. Okay. I need you to write some children's books for me. I, look, I'll do whatever I need to do. So. I'm almost certain you're the man for the job. Okay. <sighs> Can I get real for, with you for a second? Yeah. How's your volleyball game? I got to tell you, sir. It's not great. I was uh, always picked last in volleyball. Not not very good in uh, gym class. Uh-huh. Uh, I but I do have multiple degrees in social media marketing, uh-huh. uh, and I have given many TED talks uh-huh. on the topic of my successful startup, Cinertech. But your volleyball game very bad. Not good. Not huh? good. No. Uh... Is Dave around? I can put him on. Uh, <laughs> Dave? Dave? Uh, hello, this is Dave. Dave, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Yeah. How's your volleyball game? Oh, I'm very bad at volleyball, Oh, jeez. Please. <laughs> do you, do you want to talk to Mark Markson? Yeah, Markson? put Mark on. Mark, Goliath wants to talk to you again. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Goliath, obviously, as you can tell from my voice, this is Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Volleyball, you any good at it? Oh, very bad, sir. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Listen, it's been great catching up with you guys. Oh. Maybe I'll see you around the office. I thought you had an opportunity Not for Not quite us. sure. We work together? Y- yeah, we all work together, sir. Good. You're see you around company. the office. Okay. We're all vice presidents of good your night. company. Okay. Hello? Di- dial tone. Dial tone. Dial tone. Dial tone. Dial tone. Hello? I, I, I think he's gone. Uh, this was all uh, in service of... <laughs> I couldn't imagine some editor saying to me, yes, Miss Pike, we love this children's book you've written, but I'm afraid we can't publish it. You see, we've heard that you can't play volleyball. <laughs> we don't publish non-volleyball playing writers. Little did Mallory know. That happens that, sometimes. That fucking, in the in real the world. Cutthroat world. Savvy businessmen are denied <laughs> yeah. jobs. On a daily basis. That is what my TED Talk because is about. Because of two things. Yeah. Misandry. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Which is real. Yeah. Yep. And lack of volleyball yeah. skills. So thanks for making light of two very serious issues, Mallory. Yeah, Mal. There are a lot of grown men out there who read this book. <laughs> yeah. I can speak for two of them. Uh-huh. Who were shocked at the assumption that we haven't been held back in the workplace. Because of our frankly, Mal, you shook my f- goddamn confidence. Yeah. Because what if I wanted to write a children's book? Yeah. Well, you certainly can. I can. I'm terrible at volleyball. Yeah. And I hate it. Fucking bad at it. And you... now it's a public record that I hate it. I'm terrible yeah. at it. Yeah. Jesus. You think a publisher is going to call me Mal? Not anymore. Not anymore. Not after listening to this. Ugh. Well, I'm glad we did that via role play. Got that two sentence passage out. Yeah. Via <laughs> I... kind of labored. <laughs> Uh, difficult role play. I, I can can I can I part the kimono? A little uh-huh, bit here? Uh-huh. I wish you would. Yeah, uh, I was playing all of the different roles of the guys. That's in not the true. House. That's in not the, true. of the guys in the house during that role play. We that had a very me. talented young guy come nope. in and play Goliath Hardbody. Baby Nation and future casting directors don't listen to that. I did both Mark Markson, Rich Richson, and Dave Davis. But we had a really talented young guy come in and do Goliath Hardbody. Well, yeah, sure. You kind of carried that <laughs> whole role play, too. 
There was one man playing three parts. Jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> Tanner, what? I actually want to talk to you about earrings. Okay. Um, and I guess since we're talking about earrings, earrings in the context of this novel, mm. that does intersect with a segment we like to do that is called. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Funniest closet. closet. We have to go back. Nope. 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 Don't confuse them. Creaking door sound of a closet. Yeah. Hard rock. Hard rock. <laughs> we have to go back. We have to go back. Yeah. Um. Two episodes ago, Tanner. Mm. Tanner. Mm. We talked about the earring hierarchy. Yep. In Stony Brook. Yes. We determined that the more holes you have in your ears. The more power, the more power you have. Though we think that odd numbers gives you even more power. And we also determined that Claudia, in particular, often wears earrings that are related to deep, powerful forces within Stony Brook. Sure, sure, sure. As a power play, when we last talked about this, she was weirdly wearing bread earrings. She's worn dinosaur earrings. She's worn dinosaur earrings in the past. Uh, I actually went through and figured out every kind of earring that Claudia has worn. Okay. In every book. You did that. Since book one. You just went through every book? Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you if you want. Yeah. Give me a rundown. Do you want me to give you a rundown? It's not yeah. where I'm going with this. Yeah, but we'll f- we'll find a pattern here. <laughs> but we're I can tell you. We're good at spotting the hidden patterns that Anne weaves into these texts. Here's what it's I've like got. the Da Vinci Code. Starting in book one up until now. These are the earrings that Claudia wears. Mm. Book one, dangling jointed skeletons. Okay. I think that's demons. Could be. I don't want to read into it too far. Okay. Book two. Might make more sense in context. Lobsters. Mm. Data Chuck. Data Chuck. That's a Dark Tower reference? Yeah, they know. Okay. Literally everyone wrote in and they're like, yeah, we've read the Dark Tower. (laughs) Idiots. There's a lot of intersection for new baby bees uh, between these books and the Dark Tower novels by Stephen King. One influenced the other. It's hard to tell which. They kind of (laughs) came out around the same time. Uh, Book seven, Mm. Pink Flamingos. That's actually a reference to the Wandering Frog People game. Right. Can I just really interject really quickly to tell you where we're at with Wandering Frog Person? Yeah, please. You came to my house six months ago. Yeah. Put the Wandering Frog in my shower. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't notice it. Because I am dense. My wife noticed it. We made a call. My wife lost. Right. She was in control of the wandering frog. Yeah. Sat in our shower for six months. Mm-hmm. Before we left for Tokyo, Japan, mm-hmm. she snuck it out of the shower. Oh. Snuck it into my running shoe. Yeah. Which I packed. And then. You never went for a never run. Never went for a run. <laughs> Not once. Came home, unpacked my bag, didn't even look at my running shoe, just threw it in the closet. <laughs> and my wife was like, hey, did you go for a run when you were in Japan? I was like, nah, I just didn't have time. I was so jet lagged. And she was like, where are your running shoes? I was like, in the closet. She's like, look, idiot. You carried this stupid frog 7,000 miles of Japan and back, you dumb idiot. It was shadowing us in Tokyo. Yeah. So are you a loser now? I guess. Her delivery method was just like handing it to me, but I guess yeah. that counts. I don't know. We'll have to get the judges. No, because I didn't it. do a, a pink flamingo or whatever it is. Right. So flamingo fight is a role in wandering frog people. New baby bees. Now you're up to date on that. Yeah. Uh, so pink flamingos. Uh, book twelve. Her earring is a palm tree. Okay. Book thirteen. Teddy bears. Okay. Book fourteen. Claudia is wearing a dog for one ear and a bone for another. All right. Um, I'll start going a little faster, and I won't say the book numbers. Maybe just pull out the highlights, huh? A plastic earring the size of a jar lid, painted wooden beads, ladybugs, artists' palettes, dinosaurs, a Christmas tree light that blinks on and off, cactus earrings, spider earrings, poodles, a record and a stereo, huge pretend emeralds surrounded by phony diamonds, dangling watermelon slices, feathers, dough, Mm. And then in this book, paper mache, tropical fruit. So uh, 
Jack. Yeah. This might be nothing. <laughs> I doubt it. What do you think? <laughs> well, as I told you, you just read a bunch of words <laughs> to me. As I told you, yeah. I was looking in the wrong place the whole fucking time. Okay. You were looking at her ears. I was looking at Claudia's ears. Oh. You want to know what Dawn was wearing in her fucking ears this week? Can't remember. She wore four matching sparkly rose color earrings. Four purple orbs. Rose colored earrings. Orbs. Is that a good idea, Dawn? Like right there whispering in your ear? Yeah. Guiding you every day? Four sentient purple orbs. Did Mal say sentient? She didn't say sentient. Okay. She also didn't say purple. She said rose, but mm. it, that's... It's more pink. You know, on the yeah. spectrum. Right. Ooh. Yeah. What are they going to do to Dawn? Dawn's making a play. Either Dawn's making a play or she's under the thrall of something. Well, like every boy in Stony Brook. Yeah. So everything's coming back together. The demons are back. The dolls are back. Orb is has always been there. The orb has always been there, and now it's making its presence fucking known. The bees, the bees, are back in town. Are back in town. Oh, cat people are back in town too. Oh, the cat people are back. Those racists. Oh yeah, the racists. We're talking about the cat people. Yep. Uh, Baby Nation. Yeah. Very quickly, if right. this is your first episode, uh, there are a number of factions, paranormal, supernatural factions. Yeah. Who are waging a great war in the background of all of these books? Right. Demons, ghosts, cat people, witches, dolls. Bees aren't really part of it. And then there's a second wave of entrance into this grand war. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ballerinas, dinosaurs. Soldiers with magnificent magnificent weapons. weapons. Is there anything else? No, I think you got it all. And then somehow mixed up in all of this is a purple sentient orb. Right. And we don't know what its alignment is or what its goals are. Probably evil. But it's it can't be good. No. Um, so now you're caught up. This is a now so far sixty book cycle. Right. So these fantasy epics tend to get out of control. Yeah, it's not really us. To be. I mean, like Wheel of Time only went seventeen books, and that shit got fucking bananas. Right. By the end of it, um, I don't think it's our job as interpreters. Interpreters. Yeah. To really explain all of this to you, Baby Nation. Right. If you're not reading the books, like, it's not on us. Yeah. yeah. So just read the books. You'll know. If you are reading the books, you'll know all this already. Right. Uh, so. That is roughly the end of my notes this week, Tanner. Oh, doggy, if I got something for you. <laughs> okay. Did you, sir, yes. this week have a... <gasps> <gasps> Did you? Yeah. Good. I had what I captured as the sickest burn I've ever read in one of these books. Fucking hell. I cannot wait. Mallory gets detention Mm -hmm. for benching herself. Right. The next day, she just makes it her plan to just bench herself. It's so fucking brave. We've been talking shit about Mallory being boring. This was awesome. Um, So she's just like, I'm just going to go in. Yeah. I'm going to stand up to Miss Walden. Right. And just bench myself. Mm -hmm. Take the detention. Just get on with my life. Did I have enough nerve? I wasn't sure. The answer came to me in the form of Robbie Mara. Mm -hmm. Robbie Mara, the day before, is the one who spiked the ball right into Mallory's (laughs) face Mm -hmm. and got her benched. Hey, Mallory, how's your face? He said as I tied on my penny. (laughs) It's all right. It doesn't hurt anymore? No. A big, goofy grin swept across his face. That's strange, he said. Because your face is killing me. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Mallory, how can you hate boys and Jim when, when boys and Jim combine to create such fucking poetry? Lines like that made me think only our boy Pete Larangis could have y- been behind this. You would think so, huh? But it's not. It's some newcomer. It's a n- fucking newcomer to the scene called Suzanne Wayne. She comes at me with hot burns like that? It's such a good <laughs> fucking burn. Hey, is your face hurt? Yeah. No? Because it's, it's killing, killing me. me. That's. 
I will agree. One of the funniest. Oh, and he caught her off guard too. It's like insult to injury, literally yeah. insult to injury, because he whomped her in the face the day before. <laughs> and it's like he could just be genuinely concerned, yeah, and concerned. And he's like, "Oh my god, like, I'm still so sorry about hitting you in the face. Are you okay? Is your face hurt?" Oh. And she's like, "Oh no, it's fine." He's like, "Oh, because it's killing me." <laughs> That's good stuff. I don't know that joke. And I'm now going to start using it. Yeah, it's good. I guess I have to womp someone in the face with a volleyball. Sure. But, you know, whatever. It's worth it. A couple years ago, I accidentally shot a coworker of ours in the face with a Nerf gun and got Uh, in a lot of trouble for it. I was present for that. What I did do is go up to her afterwards and go, oh, my God, I'm so, so sorry. That should have never happened. I'm such an idiot. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What I should have said was, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm so (laughs) sorry. Does your face hurt? Because it's killing me. (laughs) I fucking wish you had... Did I have a burn of the week? I felt awful. It still haunts me to this day. I know. Um, did I? Let's see. I guess since you're not going to ask me. Oh, yeah. Jack, did you have one? There's like a, a very witty like Oscar Wildean exchange. So this is like something out of the importance of being earnest. Uh-huh. Um, where it's just repartee. So it's not clear who gets burned. Yeah. If it's the same passage I'm thinking of, it's not a burn, but it's just like a really good... It's good. ...witticism. Yeah. It's 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 witty. Yeah. Um, Boo, shouted Jamie, sneaking up behind me. I nearly jumped to the ceiling. I hadn't heard him approaching at all. Oh, my gosh. I breathed, clutching Lucy. Jamie doubled over with laughter. Gotcha. Gotcha good. You scared me to death, I cried angrily. I didn't know where you were. I know. I was hiding, Jamie told me proudly. That's not a funny trick, I told him. Don't do it again. And here's where the repartee begins. Uh It is so funny, (laughs) Jamie said, pouting. You're just an old grouch head. (laughs) Well, you're a hider head, I replied. This may have been a very, I guess because he's hiding. He was hiding. This may have been a very immature response, and it made no sense, but there was no reason to say mad at him. Then you're a spider head, he replied. You're a fighter head, Mm -hmm. I shot back. Mm -hmm. That was a bad choice. No, (laughs) sir. (laughs) I'm a fighter pilot, Jamie shouted. He spread his arms and with loud engine noises began to zoom around the house. That was a very good and witty back and forth. Yeah. Not the one I thought you were going to (laughs) say. What did you have? At breakfast, Mom kept looking at me strangely. I had no appetite at all. Mal, is something wrong? She asked at last. Nothing except that I looked disgusting in my gym suit and inherited totally unathletic jeans from someone. (laughs) I blurted out. Don't look at your mother and me, said my father, coming into the kitchen. We play a mean game of tennis. (laughs) You know what Mr. Pike was doing? What? Not all men. Yeah, not all men. Not Not all all pikes. pikes. (laughs) Oh, we did it. Um, while we're on sports, I have literally one last note. Okay. Love notes. Love notes. Love sports. Yeah. Love talking to my good friend, Jack. Uh, There's a big PTA meeting on Tuesday night, Mm -hmm. and Logan doesn't want to have to babysit, but Logan's mom calls the babysitter's Babysitters club Club. because she wants someone to babysit Hunter. Yeah, and Carrie. And Carrie. Logan's younger siblings. Marianne opened the record book and studied it. Then she bit her lip and looked at Logan. I'm sorry, nobody's free that night. I guess a lot of parents are going to that meeting. Which meeting? The PTA meeting. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. I really wanted to watch a football game at Pete Black's house that night. He gets the sports channel. Why don't you call Shannon? Said Logan. Mm -hmm. That's what you're getting at. That's what you're getting to. Yeah. That's all that. All what you just did. Yeah. It was just to get to that. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. What fucking football game goes on on Tuesday night? In late spring. There isn't one. Yeah. What the fuck is she talking about? No, it's just like the hit TV show, Tuesday Night Lights. (laughs) (laughs) There is no football ever Uh on Tuesday night, ever. There's Thursday night football. Maybe he's talking about... There's Saturday football. That's college football. There's Sunday football. Oh, 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 I know what it is. There's Monday night football. I know what it is. Okay. I know what it is. What? In... The playoffs would be on the weekend. Europe and South America and Africa and Asia and Kentucky, mm-hmm. they call soccer football. <laughs> so you think he was talking about there's a Premier Foot- League football. match. Yeah, yeah. Well, he would have said match. He was talking about Bundesliga. <laughs> yeah. 
You wanted to watch Bayern Munich yeah. take on uh, Juventus? Yeah. No, that's not Bundesliga. That's the Italian league. Totten, Tottenham. <laughs> that's You're just saying an English team in a German accent. <laughs> so that was all to kind of fill for the fact that you didn't actually have, <laughs> have a way out of that story you started. No, I didn't have a way out, but what the fuck is that? What happened? What? No, I do have a way out. Tanner, mm-hmm. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Logan tells the girls, I want to go over on Tuesday night to watch a football game, yeah. an American football game at Pete Black's house. We know it has never been the case in history. Sometimes there's a Thanksgiving game that's on Thursday. Yeah. It has never been the case that there is a Tuesday night football game. What the fuck is he talking about? Brown. do 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 Tanner Googles Tuesday night American football football college football college football is on Saturdays and high school football is on Fridays Friday night lights yep that's why the lights are on Friday night strong minds yep full hearts everybody wins everybody wins yep as far as I can tell yeah I'm right an American football game has never been played on a Tuesday on a t- night. It's with the exception of Wednesday. It is the one night of the week where that is the case. Preseason? No, preseason games are also on Saturdays and Sundays. I found it. What? I found it. You found it. Okay. <laughs> Article is titled "Vikings equals delayed until Tuesday night due to blizzard." Okay. Published on mm-hmm. December twenty sixth, two thousand ten. Okay. The NFL moved the Minnesota Vikings-Philadelphia Eagles game from Sunday night to Tuesday night because of an unexpected blizzard that could dump more than a foot of snow on eastern Pennsylvania. The game, the first for the NFL on a Tuesday since 1946... God damn, I'm so right about this. ...will be played at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and nationally televised by NBC. Okay, so... So, literally, yep. two games right. ever. Right. One in 1946... One in 2010. And so, what we now know... None in the 90s. What we now know, confirming basically everything we've ever thought, is that Logan wasn't free to babysit for his brother Hunter on Tuesday night because he was going to watch either a 1946 (laughs) football game... National Football League football game. He was going to go back to 1946 and watch that game, or he was going to go forward to 2010 and watch the Eagles... Play the Vikings. What seemed like a fairly uneventful Eagles versus Vikings game. After a blizzard delay. In 2010. But that's the kind of life that Logan lives. And you're trying to tell me that he's not a fucking demon who lives outside of space and time? Logan went back to October 1st, 1946, to watch the New York Giants decimate (laughs) the Boston Yanks. (laughs) There you go, Baby Nation. There you go, Baby Nation. He was either watching a German Bundesliga game right. or... Which is highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. And highly suspicious. Mm. Or he was watching something in the past or something in the future. Way more realistic. He was yeah. watching a game from 1946 or 2010. Yeah. Just he like couldn't. A, he was denied that, that opportunity. Yeah, he ended up not being able to get a babysitter because Shannon Kilborn was mysteriously absent. <laughs> Typical. Tanner. Tanner. Your skin is hanging all off your face. No, I won't do it again. <laughs> I won't do it ever again. Well, in that case, let's get the fuck out of here. I would love to. Okay. This week, Baby Nation, I have been Jack Shepard. I've been Tanner Greenring. This week? This week? No, I don't like (laughs) (laughs) This week, we read a book called Mallory Hates Boys and Jim. Next week. My friend, Jim? Yeah, your buddy, Jim. Next week, we're reading a book that Tanner and I have been looking forward to for, I think it's fair to say... 59 Babysitter's Club books. It is a book called Marianne's Makeover. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if I'm ready for it, dude. I feel like this is a milestone. It's a fucking milestone. Every, like, art depiction of yeah. Marianne in every, like, official BSC thing has made over Marianne. Yeah. This is, like, the true Marianne. I don't know what to expect. She's going to change. She's going to have, like, a bob cut. Something's going to fucking change. Do you think Mr. Spirit dies? Oh, God. She can't lose both her parents. Anne, don't do this. Don't even bring it up to Anne. She's like the George R.R. Martin of children's books about babysitting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She will kill off any fucking character 
Just if, if we show him. any interest. If you show any interest, we were like, oh, man, uh, Louis the dog seems really cute. Yeah. Dead in the next book. We're like, oh, man, Mimi seems like a fucking great grandma to Claudia and a fun character. Dead. God. You know who I love? Who? Anne. Yeah. Stacy McGill. Oh, she's great. My favorite character. Yep. Owing. Dinner next week. We're reading a book called Marianne's Makeover. I don't wish death on Stacy. That's very mean. I'm looking forward to it. Stacy's death? <laughs> Jack, you're a monster. Claudia's wearing a bra now. And the way she talks. You would think that boys had just been invented. took my shirt off (laughs) (laughs) why i don't know it's like really warm in here and uh i meant to turn the heater off so we don't hear the noise when we start to record and that my brain just translated that to take your shirt off (laughs)